Utilizing college interns, that is the subject of today. And here we go. Be sure to visit soundmind.app, peachjar.com, and nickelstrategies.com. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help you help others. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Peach Jar, Sound Mind, and Nickel Strategies. Here's your hosts, Matthew Jennings and Ryan Ferran. All right, everybody, welcome back to the School PR Podcast. We are talking internships today on this podcast, in particular, college paid internships. This is from our recent National Communications Internship Collab meeting, and Robert Dasmati was the presenter, and he has a great new internship. He started in El Monte City School District, and so he talks all about the setup, how he did it, how it's going, how he utilizes them, and the like. So without any further ado, here is that session. If you're interested in joining the our group, we have about over 80 people in it now, roughly half have internships. They're looking for new ideas and inspirations, and the other half are in the process of developing a plan and a program and hope to have one up and running soon. So it's a good group. The link is in the description. You can check it out. And so I start with the intro, then Robert takes over. He has some really good insights about how he utilizes them, pitch to cabinet, and the like. So here we go. Welcome, everybody. Happy Thursday. Appreciate everyone joining for our National Communications Internship Collab meeting. This will be our last meeting of the year. Then we'll pick it up in the fall next year. Actually, Amber and I will, we haven't presented on our internship program yet, so we'll do a presentation about that. We're non-paid. We have 23, 24 interns right now, so we'll talk about that in the fall. Um, in the meantime, we have the Facebook group set up, the private Facebook group. So it's not really active. Not many people chime in there, but it's a good way to connect. If you have questions about a program or something like that, uh, feel free to use the Facebook group. We'll drop the link in the chat if you not have not joined that yet. Um, so that's a good way. And the good thing about this group is probably about half the people that are in it do have internships and the other half don't. So there's a lot of people that have experience and a lot of different people are doing it different ways. That's why I kind of created this group because I have kind of the way we needed to do it here in our system, but there's a lot of different ways to do it um, as people know. So that's why it's great to kind of get different insights. And today's uh, special guest speaker is Robert Dasmati. And um, I thought he would be great because he just recently started his. His is paid with college interns. So it's a little bit of a different format than I'm used to. So he has experience in doing this and it's kind of recent. So what I really like too is he's going to talk about um, how to pitch this concept and idea of an internship to your superintendent, the board, cabinet. That's one of the biggest things that, which is kind of odd for me, but for other people in preventing them to start is kind of getting the buy-in and the support needed. For me, it was easy. We have a great superintendent and board, but for others, they need some convincing. They're worried about liability. So he's going to go through that whole process. And then another thing Robert's going to touch on, which I really appreciate is probably the second big biggest hesitation or maybe the first is how do I create this program and it's not way more work for me. So now I'm managing all these interns, I'm reviewing work. How do you make it more sustainable? So there's different ways to do that. He's going to address that kind of issue and concern for people as well. For Amber and I, that was definitely an issue we had. We love our internship, but man, and the joke was, oh, all your interns, your minions are out doing all your work. And it's like, man, no, we get so many emails. We're reviewing work and it, and it does become time consuming. So we created leadership positions where the, the managers of different groups now do a lot more of that copy editing, a lot more overseeing of the newer interns. 
Um, so that has helped us a ton with time management. Um, and so Robert's going to talk about how he does that as well. So I think that'll be great. Um, so looking forward to this today. Appreciate everyone with uh, that are not black boxes. If you're eating or whatever, no big deal. But it's always done webinars with 40 people and it's 39 black boxes and it becomes lonely and depressing. You don't know if everyone's sleeping or not. So if you want to turn on your camera, say hello. Appreciate that. If you're eating, stuffing your face, no worries at all. Uh, but appreciate you guys being here. Um, and so without any further delay... Uh, Robert, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. We appreciate your insights. You have a unique program that's going well, so can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And I want to thank everybody else for tuning in and taking time out of either your lunches or if you're on the East Coast, you know, the rest of your day. I know end of the day meetings are always not the most fun, but we're here to have some fun, right? We're comms people, so we adapt and survive. That's kind of the way I've I've known how this all goes. So um, I'm going to load up the presentation here and we can get going. Um, if you have questions throughout, you guys feel free to let me know. Um, you can put it in the chat or you can raise your hand and I don't really mind the interruptions. So um, yeah, uh, and then we'll get to it if I can figure out why it's not loading. Here we go. Smarter, smarter than the computer. There we go. Da -da -da -da. All right, we can all see it okay. Great. So you're trying to develop a paid internship or PR internship program in your district. Um, it always sounds really awesome and it's and it's been really fulfilling and exciting the two and a half, three months that I've done it so far. Um, it's been an idea I actually have had probably after about four months into me getting hired here, I was like, I think I want to start an internship program. Part of that is because I used to be um, I was a long-term substitute teacher and I wanted to actually become a teacher and then things kind of fell in line for me to do this here. So I always knew I wanted to mentor and work with students, whether high school or college. Right now we do high school or college interns and it's specifically because we don't have access to a high school. Um, we're a K through eight district and the high schools district that we feed into, the schools are a little too far away. So it's just hard to get them here and be on board. So, um, all right. So, Here's just kind of the topics we'll go over today, and then I can actually share this presentation and I can we can send it out to everybody if they want a copy of it as well. We should have did that beforehand, so I apologize, but um, we'll do that at the end and you can have it. These are kind of what we'll go through, a brief introduction to me, um, and then we'll just, I'll introduce you to the, yeah, the Gen Zers behind all the cool work we do here at EMCSD, and then we'll get into the real nitty gritty about getting the approval, how do you pitch it, and then from there, recruitment, work expectations, and the real reality of what it's like having the interns, as Ryan had mentioned, that in the beginning it is going to be extra work, but if you stick at it and you just follow it through, it actually becomes, you can build out systems that are really, um, really beneficial to your program or whatever it is you try to develop. And then I'll also give you some insights into what I'm trying to already evolve it into after having the in for about three or four months now. So. And then just trusting them. I know it's scary to trust a bunch of college interns with your social media and all that kind of stuff, but there are ways that you can trust them and it's beneficial. And then obviously if you have questions. All right, so, so that was me. Yeah, um, Robert Dasmani, the Public Information and Communication Officer for the district for El Monte City School District. We're located in the San Gabriel Valley, which is about, I would say about 10 miles east of Los Angeles, 15 miles east of Los Angeles. Um, this is an older picture that I have not updated. You can see the fake mustache on there. It's because my interns had said, I think it's time to, you don't look the same, you need a mustache. So they threw a mustache on this photo of mine. Um, before education, like many of us probably came from the entertainment industry, right? So I'm sure either news reporting or something like that. I'm sure some of you or many of you also came there. I know Ryan was a sports reporter, right? Back in the day, a journalist. So um, I also come from a sporting background, but I did radio and promotions and coordination for local radio stations in LA, and then eventually transitioned to producer roles um, for radio and television. And so I, you see there CBS Radio, Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Television, and CBS Sports Network. I was actually at Fox during the whole 25th, the 2016 presidential campaign. And so that was really interesting to be a part of and watch firsthand, especially from the sports side, because you started to see if you're a political, if you're into politics, you kind of, it was really kind of wild to watch it all kind of morph into one thing and see Fox change right before your eyes. Um, thankfully, I left 
shortly after. So, um, but yeah, and then went to public service and teaching. Honestly, I was a substitute teacher while doing all these jobs on the side and uh, fell in love with education. And then October 2020 came around or 2020 came around and I got hired to be a comms person for my last district. And then I got hired here at EMCSD. And I'm curious to know, you can just put up your little hand, how many of us are pandemic hires? How many of them are out there? Yeah, we got one. So yeah, see, pandemic hires, that's what we're here for. Um, most of us, at least for me, when we got, when I got hired, um, there was no communication, um, departments, there were no communication practices, nothing was in place for my district, right? They had just adopted parent square about three months before hiring me. And so I kind of came in and really had to dismantle everything that they tried to do in three months that nothing really worked and it didn't make sense. And then build it from scratch for pandemic stuff now this summer, which I'm sure many of us are doing. Um, I'm dismantling it again to change the way we communicate now that we're kind of pulling away from the pandemic practices and we're going into regular school practices. So um, that's a little bit of the background there. All right. So I just wanted to shout out my interns because they're really awesome. They're fun. Uh, these are both of them there, Brittany and Annabelle. They are the first interns here at EMCSD outside of, you know, usually the only interns we get are teaching interns. So these are the first non-teaching interns we've had in the district. Um, and so it's been really awesome since they've been here, definitely elevated our content. Um, the pulse on the younger generations is like my biggest pitch, especially for those of you who have high school students and stuff to worry about and think about because they're really good at really explaining and showing me anyways, what kids are interested in, what's their algorithms look completely different than my algorithm, right? So what's trending for them, what is eye-catching for them is completely different than what's for me. So they really bring in a lot of value in just understanding the social part of being a student and being younger in general. Um, and they're also just really great at incorporating them into the school content and social media and our newsletters and everything we do. So there we go. Moving on. So this is just an idea of some of the content that we do create. You know, we had our Tinder or our Tinder TK and Kinder Readiness Academy. Um, this is just some of the stuff that they've come up with that they manage weekly, daily. Um, this was a little Pedro Pascal meme. Some of us, many of us have probably seen that kind of TikTok going viral. So we did that for our to try to get more applicants and it helped. We had, you know, um, We've gotten a few hundred applicants for our readiness program an academy that we do over the summer. Their idea was, well, can we, they literally just came to me as like, can we use Pedro Pascal? I go, what do you mean? Right? Like, yes, but what do you mean? And they're like, we have the meat, we have the little cutout of them. We can just do the sandwich thing. We think it'd be really funny. And it was, it was really fun. Community loved it. So um, another thing that they do that I utilize not just really for our community, right, and just social media. One of the big things that we do that's really popular is providing resources and information to our own staff. And something that I had started um, a year and a half ago and that they have now really adopted as their own, it's called our Pop Culture Minutes. And it is a staff newsletter that we send out every two weeks. And what it is is just a quick a uh, recap of the pop culture news that are trending right now. And the main reason we do that is because we know that our staff, especially our teachers, are always trying to keep up with what's new for the kids. And so it's our most popular thing that we email out, that we send out to our entire district. It's, we only have 1,400 employees. You see up there is viewed over 4,000 times, right? The links are clicked. Um, it is by far the most popular thing I think that we do. And it's because, and a lot of our staff are families, right? Or parents. And so they use this as an opportunity to connect with their kids. So if you want to understand how to start something like this, or want to utilize this idea, please take it. It's there for you to use. Um, hey, Robert. Just kind of. Can I ask a quick question? I love that idea. That's super cool. I'd never thought about that, but that, I mean, it's such a great way to, you know, pop culture, but have the teachers and staff kind of relate much better with the students who kind of puts this together and what's the process for uh, like that? So the pro so um, for the most part, I originally it was me. I had the ideas, you know, cause I'm, whether I'm scrolling Buzzfeed or whatever sort of news and pop culture news that are out there. Um, 
once they came in, I kind of every week, we use Asana as a management system. And I'll explain that a little later in the presentation, but I will assign it. Hey, or we need the new pop culture minute coming out. They know when the schedule is, let's start developing ideas. And then they start pitching ideas, putting links to stories or links to Instagram reels, TikToks, what's trending right now, um, specialty dates. And then we kind of go through the list together, right? They, they narrow it down to their five, four to six main things that they want to touch on. And then they bring it to me, I review it, and I approve the ones that I think are relevant or appropriate. It's the one thing that you'll learn with interns, they're still trying to gauge what's appropriate and what's not appropriate for a school setting, right? Um, we're a little loose, you know, a little more loose here at El Monte City because so many of us are, a lot of the people here are former students that have just been part of this district their whole lives. So it, it's a little easier. Um, and then they start building it. Once I give the approval on the content, they start building it and they write everything out, right? Explaining what these things are. We try to throw in our little resolutions in months when we can into this. Um, but a lot of it, it's the new cycle. And what we've learned and what the feedback we've gotten from teachers is that they'll take some of these new cycles and use them in the classroom, right? So the opportunity with talking about the the writer strike going on right now that has been used already in some of our by some of our teachers to discuss with students explain to them what unions are what the argument is in regards to social and history they tie it in whenever they can so um and met gala stuff right because it's trending and the most popular part of this is usually at the end um it's the slang. It's today's terms and slang that students are using. My interns, every we have a growing Excel sheet of terms with definitions in there. And we'll put the slang term in there and explain to them what it means. So that way teachers know what in the world their students are saying in their classroom. So that's the resource. Um, and that's one of the biggest pitches I think I can give you for why you might want intern. Melissa, I see your hand raised. Yeah. Thanks. That's really cool. Um, I was wondering, do you ever use it as like a way to communicate any like safety concerns, like viral TikTok things that are going on? We tend to get a lot of that, but sometimes it's not always it's not always easy to communicate it out to principals if they're not aware or they're like, "What is that? What's TikTok?" What? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Use it um, as a tool. We do. Yeah. It's not always fun all the time. Most of the content is fun, but I know when last year when we had those viral, you know, that list that came out about what you should do to your education or your staff members, what you should be doing at school, we did absolutely incorporate in here. Um, that's something that we did. And we continue to do that. Um, I also have a separate newsletter because this one we do try to keep lighthearted. We do have a staff resources newsletter as well that we develop and create specifically for staff that has more of that kind of content right like hey these are the issues that kids might be facing or this is what issues they might be facing at home or what they're dealing with online and it's just really a quick glimpse into whatever it is um, that we're using and we use s'more for this so i don't know who uses s'more here um we actually pay for the team version of s'more and the main reason for that is because it gives me all the analytics um, i don't know if i can view it from this section but Typically, I can click on it and it will show me who's clicking on what, how long they're staying on the content, breaking it all down for you. Um, we've actually transitioned all our communication, even when it comes to Parent Square, because there's an, uh, an ability to send this content and embed it into Parent Square, and you'll still get all your data. Because Parent Square is great if you use Parent Square. I'm not sure what everybody uses, but it's just a communication tool. But it doesn't really tell you who clicks on what, how often they're looking at it and all that s'more will actually break it all down to you and i can spend a whole 20 minutes on that separately so if anybody has questions about trying to integrate this kind of stuff into your programming or to your communication practices you can always just email me and i can walk you through that process as well i, uh, I think the uh the pop culture minute is genius too if you want to if you know it's your most read publication like the uh, aapi month like that's probably not too pop culture but if you have an important hard news story that would probably go in your other newsletter, but you want it read, like slide one of those in these because you know it's gonna be read. I think that is uh, that would be a good technique to kind of ensure that uh, some of those important stories are read too. Yeah, so I just wanna give you, since we're here, I can share what it looks like real quick. So this is our staff resource, which is similar, right? Um, 
being honest about you know, it's like EMCSD enrollment projections, anything like that. Um, our newsletters for social and mental health, specifically for staff. And then, um, you know, we have right now, Pinnacles National Park is wants educators to create an education plan, right? And so we sent that information to them and we actually get the analytics here and it shows you who's clicking on what, how long they're staying on, whatever it is that you're, you know, you're looking at, where they're looking at it from. Um, the location on the staff one is always interesting because it doesn't make sense that some of them are in other parts of the country, but you know, <laughs> so maybe they're on vacation, but this is a cool analytic feature or the analytic side of it. And then this little section here, this allows you to embed it directly into parent square with clickable and functions and all that fun stuff. So if you're using or anything, actually, so if you have it, if you're using Blackboard and there's an embed feature, you could actually embed this whole thing into there and it will give you all the analytics. You won't lose anything. So, um, yeah, that's just a quick little example there. Any other questions? All right. Oh, let's go to, uh, let's go here. Go back to it. Go back to it. Yeah. All right. So then the other content, you know, that's just reels and stuff. Um, obviously they're really great at that. I'm really lucky to have, you know, both of them are, Social media savvy, one of my interns actually, she helps manage her mom's TikTok account that has like over a hundred something thousand followers. So it really, yeah. So um, the younger generation is really good at social media. So if any of you are trying to look for a boost in how can I boost our social media content, um, interns, in my opinion, are a really fun, easy way because they're just learning of all the new techniques. And then also the writing aspect, right? This is an example of a local news story that they write. They write stories once a week. Um, they help put out news releases and all that kind of stuff. Now I've got them learning video editing because they're going to help me do long form videos and stuff like that for highlights for the program. So that's what they're learning right now. Um, and I'm walking them through that. So the big one, right? Building a sustainable program and, and trying to get approval and get your cabinet on board. Um, I will admit I was nervous, right? When I was asking, it's like, well, how do I do this? Right. I feel like I want to get us from here to here. But how do I do that and how do I get help to do that? Um, oh, we're all overworked. We're all really busy. Um, the funniest thing is I went into that super nervous. And this is personally to me. I know everyone's situation is different. But I went in with my superintendent and um, had a meeting with her. And I just asked, like, hey, what are the chances that I could possibly bring in some interns to be able to help boost our content? And she was fully on board right away. I, she looked at me and she goes, I think that's a great idea let's actually bring everybody in and let's figure out how we can do this. And she was super supportive right from the jump. But I do understand that that's not always gonna be the case, right? And she was very upfront with me about, and when I met with all of cabinet, right? The, you know, our deputy superintendent personnel, business services, our ed services person, um, we all had a meeting together and I kind of, she had told me, hey, bring your pitch, your ideas and why you think it's possible because they're just gonna ask you questions and it's the why questions, right? Why is this needed? Why is this beneficial? And the big thing that my superintendent explained to me, and I think is great advice, is that those whys aren't to really like discount to your desire or needs, right? It's because they have to, especially if you're gonna pay interns, anything that's paid within the district usually has to be bargained and negotiated. So the whole reason that they ask the why questions is because they have to then report it to their bargaining units and then to be able to make the argument for you right so hopefully you have a you know decent relationship especially with your hr your personnel team those are the ones that you really want on your side because they are going to help you the most um, we're lucky to have a wonderful hr and personnel team who they as well the moment i brought this to them they were like this is these are the things you need to get done for us and we'll make sure it happens right um but having that plan and that clear vision, whether you're going into your question with your superintendent or whoever it is you need to report to to ask them this question, you want to have a clear vision for what you're doing. You want to have reasons why. And we're going to get into that right now. But what I, at least for me personally, how it worked was it was to be able to really give them the tools to go fight your battles for you, because that's what's going to have to happen. Um, and we have a really close relationship with our unions, and we're really lucky to have that relationship. But there's a lot of transparency there. That's why it's so good. And so, and the unions are going to ask the questions too. And the question was really, how come we can't just make this a full-time or paid position? Which I got super excited because I was like, absolutely, I'd, I'd take that too. Um, but 
when talking to our business services guy, that's not in the budget right now, right? So that's the reality. And so this was the, this was the, cons well, I don't want to say, you know, consolation price, because this was what I went in for originally. This is just the compromise, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, any questions before we move on about this? Just quick little, no, cool. So, oh, wrong. so building a sustainable program. So I was prepared when I went in with my superintendent because I was afraid that she might ask me questions, you know, because uh, being just a year into the job and asking for help, who knows, right? Don't know how that's going to go. She's really awesome. I'm really lucky, but I still wanted to be prepared, right? Um, oh, I quick disclaimer, you're going to notice little graphics and GIFs throughout this presentation. It's just kind of like a little thing to catch your attention. It's a fun little game I like to play. If you guys want, um, if you can put what movie you think this is from in there you get you just get a thumbs up really you won't really get a prize but if you know it and there's going to be more throughout so first one to do it let's see who gets that shout out but um so building a sustainable program um what i did is i kept it personal to my district and i incorporated elements from our vision our mission and our district values you can find those on the website Right. And um, and that's mainly because we're supposed to be do every district is supposed to everything they do is supposed to fit into those three categories. Right. It's supposed to reflect that. So I kind of turned it the pitch in on itself and in on the district and saying, well, and I'm going to give you an example for our mission here. Our EMCSD mission statement reads EMCSD in partnership with students, families and the community cultivates leadership, creativity and educational excellence by creating multiple opportunities for learning, we develop students' unique abilities to succeed and contribute positively in our diverse society. I simply went to my superintendent and cabinet and said, why does this only need to apply to our students? Like we are a community school district. Everyone is pushing for community schools. We should want the community in our program to tell us and give us hints and help us succeed beyond just what our students are achieving in the classroom right let's take we are a call every school as far as i understand is a college oriented or college going school district right we're all pitching going to college and so when i went in with this idea i said well instead of always saying we want you to go to college let's bring the college here right like why can't we bring them onto campus and really make them part of it and also create pipelines and create opportunities for kids in our local community to be able to contribute and do work for us. And in turn, give them professional experience that they might not get anywhere else. And that, you use those butter words like pipeline and all of a sudden you're getting people's attention, right? And that's like the pitch you wanna do. Make it personal to your district and your district goals. Um, the one thing I would really hesitate and you know, has, you know, caution in how we do it. I understand everyone, we're all super overworked, trust me most of us work more than 60 hours a week that's the nature of our job um, but everybody in education is that way and we can't just always tell people i'm overworked or i have no capacity i'm tired you have to visualize it for them and these are the things that i did i created an accountability matrix for those of you who don't it's a technical term for those of you who don't know what it is it's honestly just a list in excel that you list out all your responsibilities the things you go to um, the meetings you're part of and i'm telling you you list everything every event that you're asked to cover every meeting you're part of every committee they throw you on because you're the communication person and you have a certain perspective so you often get lumped into committees and you half the time you're looking around going why am i here but you know you're there um the social media stuff that you're doing somehow got cut off there in my presentation i'll have to fix that before i send it to all of you and build that out and visualize it that list is going to get real long and I guarantee you, you won't even get through a third of it before they tell you, okay, I think we've seen enough. You know, you're good. Like we get it, right? Because they're gonna, you're gonna show them, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm at. And then you're gonna what I also did was listed my responsibilities that I cannot get to because I'm doing all of these other things. All right. So that's the accountability matrix portion of it. Um, the other one is your departmental goals. Even if you're a departmental one like me, you still have goals. Right. So you want to really be honest and realistic with them and say, this is where we are and this is where I want to go. Everybody likes growth. And so when you're building your pitch and how you're going to talk to them, be honest. Sometimes it's going to be a little humbling, too, because you're going to you're going to think, man, I'm doing a lot and you're putting stuff out there. But then the measurables might not be there when you start pulling the information. And 
don't get bogged down by that. Don't be discouraged by that because that's not your fault. That's the reality of our, of our business and what we do. Um, so just showcase, this is where I'm at. I'm operating right here and I think we can be here. I want to be here. This is how we can get there. Right. And like I said before is incorporating the district or leadership goals, right? If you guys are part of management meetings and these cabinet meetings, and you're listening to what they're talking about, take those notes from them. Take the things that they're saying and throw it into your pitch, right? Our districts, one of our big things is we want to, we have great district culture, but we want to elevate that. We wanted to elevate the culture, boost the culture. They wanted to revamp our social committee to make things more fun throughout the district, create more opportunities for people to show up to events. Um, and a lot of that, the question was, well, who's going to be on that committee? And I had, taken both of those boosting culture and revamping the social media i came in and i said well if i got interns what we can do is start doing little highlights that showcase what our accounting department does you know and putting that out there and giving fun things to our staff to see to really boost the morale and make everyone feel good about being at work social communities you need people setting up for an event that we're doing our service pin mixer which we do is a for those of you who don't know it's a we just honor years of service I think many school districts do something like this, but it was always really tiring and hard to try to put it together. And this year we wanted to elevate that into like a mixer type of ceremony where it's more of a hangout. And uh, my team, myself and my two interns, we did it, right? And that was like, we can do the thing, those things, setting this stuff up to build out your goals of making us feel more connected here in the district. And then, like I said, that buzzword, pipelines for success, creating pipelines, right? students that go here after they leave us k through eight they go to high school we hope they do well and they hope they go to college but we don't know with my internship program my goal is to find out what it is right let's bring them back in um school districts for those you don't know the school districts and municipal municipal government jobs are like the largest job providers in a lot of cities throughout the country right like that's what it is especially here in my city it's Longo Toyota, which is a Toyota dealership up the street, our school district, and the city. We are the we provide the most jobs to our community. And because we know that, I told them, why can't we provide more, at least at an educational level, at a lower level, but at least we're training them for whatever future they want to have. Right. So those are kind of the big things that really worked. And uh, yeah, got everybody on board. And it was easy for them to kind of take, especially the last two, right? Where we are, where we want to go when they met with the unions. And the unions were like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's do that and let's, he can have it. Let's get into it. Now, it did take a little convincing because there was, you know, there's just the reality of, well, can these be part time employees? And there's all the nuances in that. But that's what the HR department's for, right? That's why hopefully you have good relationship with your personnel because they'll handle those questions for you. So, um, yeah. Before I move on, any other questions? Robert, what are you paying the interns and ah. how many how many hours are they working? Yes, great question. So originally, um, your at least for our district, our HR department has tiered right pay scales. We all have pay scales. Um, to be competitive, we were realizing that we are paying our interns. I was okay with starting at, I think it was I think we were going to start at 18, but then actually my HR department stepped in and said, well, we want to be more competitive and we want you to get, you know, because they're seeing issues within their teaching credentialing programs and, and you know, because they're going to give you insight into what they're dealing with. Right. And so they're like, I don't think you're going to get any many applicants at this price. And we flew it at the 18 and we did. We got very little. And then so they suggested, well, let's bargain it and the union's OK with it. We'll move it to twenty five dollars an hour. Right. Yeah. Which is a big jump, which I was like, I'm not going to fight you guys on it. That's what it is. Um, and so we're paying them currently $25 an hour. They're max 20 hours a week. And um, and they can't go above that. They I also have a hybrid work style for them because they're both in school and they go go to class. One of my interns, actually, funny enough, she's not local. She goes to Santa Monica Community College um, and uh, she had heard about the program and i'll show you about this is part of the recruitment process and so it kind of works out in that facet right but their hours they can fill those 20 hours however they see fit however i need them to most of the time they'll be in my office 
four hours or at a school site for a few hours, they'll go to class. And then through my work management software that we use together, um, we work on things together. That's how I document and log their hours. So everything they do is logged. Um, and that's what we're paying. And that's, that's a great question. I forgot to allude to that. Yeah. Any other questions? I'm glad your interns are making more now than I did in my first like yeah exactly well, I, didn't even, I, I never got paid through all my internships yeah you make Christmas but I mean that's essentially a part time job though I don't know how that's not a part time job I mean that it's pretty good pay yeah it's it's mainly because the they're in school so that's the, the yeah the way gotcha so yeah cool mm -hmm. so yeah so you get approved right you get to cabinet you got approved now what now what do we do because um, this is the the bigger portion because once I got approved, then it was kind of deer in headlights moment. What are we doing next, right? So it's a little Finding Nemo reference there. Um, we need applicants. That's the biggest part, and so it's utilizing the resources you know accessible to you in trying to get those applicants. Um, if you're in school districts, and especially if you're K through 12, some of you might have dual enrollment partnerships with your local community college, where students can get high school students can get college credit, right? Um, if you have those partnerships, those are people I would reach out to because they will get you in contact with those with the people you need to know and to help you push out your your um, your job applications too. I actually called all the local comm department heads um, at Rio Hondo College, ELAC, Citrus, PCC. These are all local community colleges around my district, and I called all of them and explained to them what we were doing. Most of them said that sounds great. Half of them said, contact our job, you know, our career center. The other half said, just give me the flyer and we'll, I'll pass it out to my students. Right. And so um, most of it had, most of the time they'll get a roadblock and you have to go to the career center and that's fine because it's really easy process. Um, if you don't have relationships or aren't already set up with college career centers, your HR department will also help you with that. That's what mine does. Right. So, um, Staff and community newsletters too, right? Oftentimes your stakeholders are your best messengers. So when we flew the job, I incorporated into our staff resources newsletter. Hey, this is available if you know anybody. You know, you've got, and you're, we have 10,000 fan. we have 7,000 students, 10,000 families or parents get our messages. That's 10,000 people that can help you advertise for free your job flyer, okay? So utilize that to your advantage. And then social media, obviously, um, tagging the local colleges in their career center Instagram handles. That's what I did. And that's how one of my interns found out about it because Santa Monica Community College, I was just tagging anybody, every community college in LA County um, in Santa Monica. Actually, I don't think I did. What I understood happened is I tagged ELAC, they reposted it and Santa Monica follows them and then they reposted it and that's what happened, right? So it's just helping and guiding other people to kind of do the work for you, right? It's, is really what it's going to be and yeah we had you know a nice little handful of applicants we brought them all in and i settled on my two right so and that's it yeah now, this is really the recruitment process any questions here no but I, I love the using your own internal email your own system so many districts don't utilize that enough even for other jobs we utilize that so mm -hmm. i think that's a really good way to do it the other thing too, whether you're hiring an intern or your next comms person, nobody really knows EdJoin and most people are coming from outside education. So we gotta find other ways to connect with people. Yep. Um, a lot of districts are having trouble hiring, um, especially their next comms person. But one thing you can do is utilize LinkedIn groups mm -hmm. for journalism and communications and Facebook groups. Um, because nobody's really going to ed join and for our unique positions, they're usually outside of education. So use those groups on social media too, because uh, it's been an issue for a lot of districts having trouble hiring. So I like those techniques. Yeah. And like I said, it's just utilizing who, you know, like my other intern, it was a family member sent it to a friend who sent it to their cousin. And that's how she found out about the job. Right. Like that's what happened. A person worked here. And that's just the steps it took. And um, and so it's really using your school communities is really what's going to benefit you. And the thing is, it's a win-win on you too because people feel good. Oh, they want to hire people from within, right? Then it just creates this culture where you're trying to be nurturing and that's always a goal for us in education, right? So 
So yeah, the work expectations, the reality, the harsh reality that comes in, this is the thing that might scare people away, but I, I promise you it gets easier, right? You know, you're going to need to teach, you're going to need to explain them and mentor them through everything, right? I don't know if any, I don't, I don't know, if, how many of you know what that first picture, does anybody know what that first picture is from? No? No? That's, um, that's the, oh, it's on the tip yeah, of the Yeah, stand and deliver, all right, there we go, yeah. Amber wins. Star Wars. Does anybody know what Star Wars, which specific Star Wars movie that clip is from? Empire Strikes Back. There you go. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Oh. All right. And then we have the last two. Anybody? School of Rock. School of Rock, for School sure. Rock. And the last one. Where's that last one? That is a TV show, if that makes it easier. It's on Netflix. All right. It's Grace and Frankie, Grace and Frankie. If you don't watch Grace and Frankie, I recommend it. It's a fun show. Right. It's about uh, two best friends whose husbands fall in love with each other and they leave them and then and decide to be together. And it's really funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. If you're looking for some feel-good comedy, that's your feel-good comedy. Um, but yeah, this is the rinse and repeat thing that I'm doing all the time, right? Teaching, mentoring, assigning tasks, and providing constant feedback. And the constant feedback, I would say, is probably the most important because that's how you're going to get them to grow into who you need them to be right and who you're hoping they become um like i said throughout the constant feedback my intern today went out wrote a story it's happening my other intern covered an event over the weekend on her own right like it's it took a little bit of the mentoring and the teaching but they went out there they got the content and now they're coming back and they're editing everything right and this was two and a half months of me really sitting down with them just in my office back here going over everything. And it's still teaching them, right? Still mentoring. They're still writing stuff that you need to overlook, but it becomes easier and easier as it goes on. And then you, you will then feel more confident in letting them do what they need to do. Um, so organization, it is key. Organization is number one. I use Asana. It is a work management software. Um, it's free. There's a free version available. You can invite whoever you need to invite on it. And right here, you can see in the corner, I've got projects. These are all different things that we are working on currently. And within those projects, you can actually assign individual tasks that need to be done. It keeps a schedule for you. And then right here, I, I cut it off by accident, but you can assign which person you need to work on what. And it kind of, it keeps things, like I said, organized. It, they like it. I actually was afraid I didn't know if they would like it as much, but they really do because they're just like, no, we come in. If you're in a meeting, I don't need to ask you questions because I can just have everything here. Right. And it's just copying, pasting emails. Hey, this is what we need to work on. It's, you know, day of the teacher, let's create a social media campaign. And then it's come up with ideas and they can actually assign me approvals like the approval topic section. They assign me for that when it's ready. And then I go in and I look at it. Right. So, and just goes right to your email. Um, there are many different versions of this, like different types of management software, but this is the one that I felt like works the best for us. So, um, yeah. And then uh, the big thing is remembering that they're here to learn. That if they're, especially if they're interns and they're college interns, they are here to learn. They are not going to know a lot of things, right? You know, you're teaching them about your district voice, the rules, the systems, your priorities as a district um, and timelines. That's like the one big thing, right? They don't know what timelines are for the most part. They don't know when you should start doing enrollment campaigns. They aren't sure when programming schedules or job recruitment should start. You have to be the one to teach them those things and then eventually they'll catch on, right? And uh, the big one is you can be giving them their first glance at a professional work setting in general, right? Um, and it's just remembering that. And it's all kind of new to them, right? What is this place? I, I really, this is, this is a deep cut. I don't know if anyone knows where that clip is from, but, but that is a deep, my intern didn't even know where that was from. So let's put it that way. So uh, that is an old, um, yes, uh, Over the Hedge. All right, that's great. If you haven't watched Over the Hedge, it's on Netflix and I highly recommend it because it is one of those, it's like Shrek, right? Where it's marketed to kids, but it's very much for adults. So um, yeah, so it's, if you're looking for a good time on a Friday night that just want to chill out, there you go. Um, but yeah, just remember they're here to learn. Your interns, 
they're going to be, there's going to be sponges. They're going to learn everything from you and hopefully they're excited and they're going to be nervous. It's going to be funny to try to send them out to schools, especially mine look really young and they're happy that we don't deal with high schools because one of them is, you know, two years removed from high school. Right. So, um, and then they know things. The last part is just trusting them, right? Like they know more than many people would probably give them credit for. Um, not every idea is a good idea, but you can take elements of whatever they're pitching and you can turn into something really awesome. Right. And, um, like I said right at the beginning, their algorithms are very different. They are seeing things different than we are. Um, one of the biggest things I could always suggest, and it's because we see it here, is give them tangible tasks that they can complete. Um, one of the examples, I wish I put it in the, pro in the presentation, they developed next year's planners for all of our students. They created the design, they put it in there, and it's going to be printed and given out to every student next year. Like that, they telling them that, that that's going to be something that they can actually hold on to and have that was really exciting right and they like to see that and then just really make them a part of your culture don't just have them come in and being like oh yeah fill out some paperwork upload this stuff get some coffee that's not what they're here for make them feel part of the team because it makes their work a lot better i showed them around to schools i introduced them to our principals at management meetings um, all of our directors I sent them to community meetings. I had them meet our parents, whether it's our DLAC parents or our key communicators. I had them meet them. Or we have a student council that meets with our superintendent. I had them meet them as well um, because they just get an idea of who they're serving every day and it makes everything a lot better. Um, yeah, so if they're part of it, they feel like their work is elevated, right? So, so yeah, I know I talked a long time, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, questions. Anybody know what this movie clip is from? Jurassic Park? Oh, no, that's, uh, no, 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 but it's in that no, house. It's uh, ID4, Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Day. Yeah. There we go. Yes, yes. <laughs> he is in Jurassic Park, isn't he? Or yes, he is. Playing a very similar role, might I add. So there you go. Yeah. I should. Yeah. I didn't look at the background, but yeah, the <laughs> background, Independence. That's a great movie. Yes, yes. Best presidential speech in speech in movie history. There you go. Yes. Um. That was awesome, Robert. Love it. Love what you're doing. Um, yeah, I think the accountability matrix and the goals when you're kind of pitching this really helps and laying out, here's the things that we can accomplish with interns. And I love your your mixer and your staff appreciation event. Uh, Amber and I, we hold a big staff appreciation night district-wide and our interns are a big part of that, helping with you know, taking in tickets, raffles, you know, creating signs and banners and doing all that. And that's something we probably still do without them. But um, it's one of the things that with them, it makes it a lot easier and a lot more doable. Um, we created a magazine last semester with our interns, something we were just not going to take on without them. And that was a total first time project that if we didn't have interns, that is not getting done. So letting your district know and your superintendent, your board, like here are the things we can create with an internship program these are the projects they're working on and having a clear vision before you go forward instead of hey i want some interns to do my work for me like here's the things i have a vision um they can allow us to accomplish these goals and this is what they are really helps with that that buy-in process melissa thank you robert for sharing that this is for robert and for for you ryan and anyone else who has an internship program do you guys provide them um the equipment to use like cameras or phones or do they do that on their own so i guess i can take the first part um we provide them with everything right um, i don't want them using their personal devices if possible um that's more just a safety thing that i try to encourage for like all our employees in the district in general like hey any communication you're doing with parents really try to avoid using like your personal devices um, but for them I already, you know, the, when I first got hired in the district, I got really lucky and I was, my IT department came to me and they were like, hey, what do you need, right? I go, well, I need a computer that's going to need to be able to run editing software. And then I'm going to need a camera um, that I can just take around and utilize. And they already had a lot of this stuff anyway. So they were like, well, here you go. This is the stuff we can give you. Um, but we have a checkout system. It's really just like a clipboard and uh, they have it out there at their desk. And it's just, they write down taking the camera, what event they're going to, who took it, and they use it, they bring it back, they put it back in my office, everything is stored. 
you know, in here. And, um, and that's kind of how we do things. We also have a district cell phone that I gave to them as well. Um, that I just had IT do. There's no calling allowed. It's really just to be able to take extra photos with and, um, and they can actually make drafts on social media and like on Instagram, they can draft posts and then they leave it in there. Tell me it's there in the drafts. I go look on the account in the draft and there it is. Right. So, um, and so we provide all that stuff. Ryan, it might be different for you because you have students. Yeah. So we have a bunch of students. One of our first meetings at the beginning of the year, we do a smartphone workshop, how to do videos, high quality videos on your phone, if that's all you have. But then over the years with our budget, we buy a, a nice DSLR each year. So we've kind of donated and built our program. So now we have like six or seven high quality DSLRs that they can check out. We have tripods, we have some nice microphones and lavalier mics that they can use that we've got off Amazon. So we've slowly added the equipment over the years because you do want to keep it low cost at first. Um, but with equipment, I would just, if you can't, if they have zero budget for equipment, I would still do it. You can find, you can get some cameras donated from the community. You can put a post out. You can ask your staff if, hey, if you have an old camera, very worst, you, you can use a cell phone to do some of this stuff. Um, just start it and then slowly build your equipment. And we have a checkout process too. So we kind of know who has it, but that's kind of what I would recommend as well. Mm -hmm. Good question though, because that, that comes up as a hurdle. Yeah, we just, I recently found out actually in a board meeting that we have, so I know we have our CTE programs and they're amazing, our photography program at one of our high schools and um, they actually have an internship program that they send out our interns to outside, um, you know, uh, businesses in the community. I'm like, hey, just send them my way. <laughs> yeah. I could use them. So we're looking at that for next year, which is really exciting for me. But thank you for sharing all of your insights because it helps build the perspective of what you know what they bring and and also how we can learn from each other yeah and that's one thing melissa a lot of districts do is they partner with their cte so if you already have if they already have interns maybe it's just a partnership and mm -hmm. maybe you add a couple that works specifically with you or you figure that out and then going back to the first question about equipment too, is like a lot of your programs, your journalism, your newspaper, they'll have equipment and maybe you can work some kind of checkout system mm -hmm. with them as well. Um, and, and kind of like, hey, we're gonna, my intern will take photos of the game. We'll give them to you for the yearbook or your news, your school newspaper. So it's a win-win if they can't get there, but you can use their equipment. You can kind of have a partnership like that within your own you know, school district and schools, which I think is helpful for everyone. Yeah, thank you. And also use those programs for content that like that's huge. If you have photography clubs or CTE programs, get in a room with those teachers and talk to them like, look, hey, we want social media content. Can you utilize the kids, the work they're doing? A, that again, it builds this pipeline and this culture, right, that you're utilizing in the work that your students are seeing. That is something we do here. We have photography classes at our middle schools and they often are going around taking pictures and I have the teacher, Hey, send them to me and we will post them on our social media. We will share them. And it really makes the kids happy because they're seeing their stuff out there. We have journalism classes too. And you want help writing a story to pitch to your local newspaper. It's always easier when you tell a local newspaper, Hey, I got a story written by kids. One, the newspapers, cause they're all struggling. They're going to take any free story you can and they'll publish it and they'll usually do it without you needing to pay anything. And two, if you told them a student wrote it, they're definitely going to publish that story, right? So um, those are other tips that you can use. Utilize them for your content. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah. Yeah, any of those partnerships. Yeah, we same thing with local newspapers. We send them our intern stories, and they're getting bylines in the paper because mm -hmm. all newspapers are desperate for content. They're totally understaffed. They don't have money. So if you can send them quality stories, copy, paste, and print, kids get their byline. And one thing we do with all, even just the photo albums on Facebook, we always, you know, photos by intern, you know, Sally Smith, and they get their credit there. So that's kind of nice too. One thing we did this year, it's old school and the kids probably don't use them a ton, but they love them is just getting them business cards. They feel super professional. It's the first business card they've ever gotten. It's super cheap to do. And, but when there are events and for networking, we teach them like, 
if you got to leave the game early, give your card to the coach, has your email on it, get me the final score. If you're at, you know, city council meeting, you don't can't stay for the vote, whatever, that's what your card is for. Um, and they just, they love them and it's something easy to do and they fit in. The other thing I love what you do, Robert, is really introducing them around to the principals, the stakeholders and getting them involved so they're more comfortable. When they show up on campus, the principal already knows who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that culture fit is really important. Then their work is more meaningful because they they have that human connection, interaction with them, and they just appreciate what what all the staff is doing. And so I think that's a great idea to really get them entrenched in your culture, your system, and just more comfortable with with everybody and vice versa the same way too. Absolutely. And it's, and it's worked. And it's funny is like they, people enjoy them coming around more than me half the time. Right. So it's, that's the benefit that works out. So I get to stick, stick back and they get to go have fun and go check out the events. And the kids are always better with them too. Right. Cause they're mm-hmm. younger, so they're running around filming video, but chasing after the kids and all that good stuff. So it's always really exciting. Yeah. Everyone always appreciates when Amber shows up and I'm not there. It's very <laughs> depressing, but it's very true. <laughs> Uh, any final questions by anybody? Um, again, Robert, that was awesome. I love what you're doing over there and just uh, created a, just a great program. I think your process too is really important to kind of share because that is, again, concern with people is how do I convince everyone? And, and like you said, you made a really good point too about, you know, you're not cabinet. They're not grilling you. They just need to justify this to their folks. So it's just, you know, tell us, Tell us the why, the how, and the benefits of this. And I think that's just a part of the whole process and pitching it, getting buy-in and establishing it. And, um, you know, it's hard to argue with good data and analytics. And our interns now are doing like analytic reports. We're starting to do them yearly and monthly. And so, you know, we can present that at board meetings and like, here's everything we did. Uh, here's all their work that, you know, Amber and I just, they add hundreds of posts, videos, articles that we can't do. And for us, we're a free program, so it's even easier to justify. Mm-hmm. But if you have that paid model, you're going to want to keep track of those things. So I love that aspect and what you guys are doing there. It's very valuable. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I think I mentioned earlier that I forgot to realize it's evolving. And what I mean by evolving is originally we were having them go until july you know finish off the year finish out the reports um they actually came back and said hey is there any chance that we can do the next semester but it's got me thinking about how i can evolve the program because i'm looking at it now okay well it would be beneficial to have people who know what they're doing to start our school year right and really get all that information out for the school year so now i'm working with my personnel and hr department saying okay what is that possible what does that look like can we bring them back and then we put a hard cap on it maybe in December or November of next year, we give the option for them to do almost 12 months of the internship program. And then it's also looking at it where HR came to me, they go, okay, well, we can actually fly new positions in November and then we can bring them in, you get them hired and they train them in a split, like a two week overlap where mm. they train them, bring them around. And then, then all of a sudden you have this self-sufficient cycle going and that's like where I'm going now. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we've made a ton of iterations over the years. And that's one thing that is beneficial for us using our own high school students is that some start as freshmen and sophomore and stay with us till they're seniors. And then they get older, they train in the younger, the underclassmen that come in. So it is that sustainability where it makes it way easier than starting over every year, every semester with new interns. That's I don't find that sustainable. It's a lot of high energy. So the longer you keep them in the system, mm-hmm. some internship programs are like, oh, we only take juniors or seniors. I'm like, why? Let's take them as freshmen so they don't do a ton. You'll have juniors and seniors doing more, but they can help mentor, take the work off you. By the time they're juniors, they're full steam ahead. You get them another year. They're seniors. They can run the, run the place. Um, so I would encourage people to think that way too, is like, how can we keep them for longer, get them in younger and keep them in? Um, It's a smart approach. Yep. And if any of you have questions or need help or want me to look over pitches or things that you might want to present, um, you can always send me an email and I'd be happy to. So, yeah.
Awesome. You guys are the best. Appreciate it. Um, we'll be in contact. And again, we have the Facebook group. If you have questions for anyone, feel free to drop it in there and we'll we'll reconvene early next year. I know the end of the year is crazy for everyone, so we won't uh, attempt another meeting, but we'll we'll get it back going uh, late August or September and do some more meetings. And uh, anyone needs anything, reach out. We're always happy to help. And thank you to Robert. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, everybody. Have a great, have a great uh, rest of your day, guys. Be sure to visit soundmind.app, peachjar